Monday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope you had a fantastic weekend in the wild and wacky world of sports and beyond. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. Get used to seeing, for the next two weeks, the Roman numerals L-I-V. That is not a first name. There is no Liv Tyler in sight. The L is for 50, the I is for one, the V is for five. It all adds up to Super Bowl 54. Remember, it is a two-week break after these AFC and NFC title games. You'll get your J-Lo and Shakira at the halftime show on Sunday, February 2nd, and you will get two football teams that were among the most dominant in the NFL. They take dramatically different roads to victory this weekend. Jimmy Garoppolo had to mostly hand the ball off and watch his 49ers defense take control of that game. Meanwhile, the Chiefs QB, Patrick Mahomes, was front and center in every way. I often use the phrase on this show, there is more than one road to the top of the mountain. Don't ever let anybody tell you they're the only one. Their way's the only way. Life is a little more complicated than that. Football can be as well. The Chiefs, led by Patrick Mahomes, their quarterback, will represent the AFC. The 49ers asked Jimmy G to throw the ball only eight times. Eight times. It's 2020. Jimmy G got it done in his own way. He has become a good quarterback at the NFL level after being the understudy to that Tom Brady guy in New England for a while and missing time with the 49ers via injury, etc. He was among... Mahomes was among the stars of the weekend. We have a lot of college basketball to get to as well. The NFL and college hoops are kind of front and center for us today. As we open the doors and the phone lines for your participation, we call it best and worst of the weekend every Monday on the syndicated statewide David Glenn Show as we come at you live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. It is very simple as we wish everyone a happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. You may hear some of his most famous and best quotes sprinkled throughout the program in his honor. Best and worst of the weekend means this. I have brought my thoughts on the 49ers' big win over the Packers in dominating fashion. DG locks of the week in the NFL have been on a roll in the postseason, if you have noticed. Chiefs-Titans was, as expected, closer. Kansas City 35, Tennessee 24. KC moves on. Andy Reid gets another shot at that elusive Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is leading the way. And the 49ers, of course, hats off to a 27-year-old running back that many of you had never heard of prior to this season. Raheem Mostert. I remember him, believe it or not, Wake Forest was one of his finalists coming out of high school. I know I'm just a recruiting geek from back in the day, but Jim Grove almost had 49ers running back Raheem Mostert in Winston-Salem playing for the Demon Deacons. He instead ended up at Purdue at the college level. He is on his seventh NFL team. If you have ever hit adversity in your life, if you have ever been told you're not good enough, learn from Raheem Mostert's story. He says he actually looks 
at the date, the exact date, that each of the other six NFL franchises that told him he wasn't good enough. They released him on certain dates. He takes a look at those dates prior to every game he plays as a motivation, as a reminder of where he came from and where he wants to be. Credit some other teams for seeing something in Raheem Mostert. 220 rushing yards on 29 carries, four touchdowns. That 49ers defense, Richard Sherman and otherwise, earns some best of the weekend love as well. Raheem Mostert has been on the rosters of the Philadelphia Eagles, the Miami Dolphins, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, the New York Jets, and the Chicago Bears. What do they all have in common? They released Raheem Mostert. He has now been with the 49ers for four years but this is really the first year he has done much of distinction, and now he is the main man for the 49ers as they advance to Super Bowl 54. More on that matchup. Of course, more reflections, including your phone calls. What was the best thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe? I have some love for Justin Williams and the Carolina Hurricanes. Tiger Woods is returning to the Lynx this week. Phillip Rivers is making a move in the National Football League, the former Wolfpack star. Connor McGregor returned to the Octagon with distinction this weekend. Serena, uh, Serena Williams and other legends of tennis are at it as we speak at the Australian Open, the first Grand Slam event of the 2020 calendar year. Guys like Derek Jeter are watching or worth watching in the baseball world. He is headed into the Hall of Fame. Who is going to join him in the class of 2020? We won't know until tomorrow officially. But guys named Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling, while controversial candidates in different ways, are close to the 75% writer's cut line. If you're at or above that level, you get in. If you fall short, you're not. Zion Williamson is among the NBA headlines worth watching this week to come as well. Who was your worst of the weekend and why? Who was your best of the weekend and why? Obviously, the 49ers and the Chiefs collectively deserve that love. You can get more specific if you like. Who was the worst of the weekend? The Green Bay Packers down 27 to nothing at halftime in that game at San Francisco. Laid an egg, of course. UNC basketball loses again. The Tar Heels actually have a losing record as we speak. Do you know how many times they've had a losing record in my lifetime? More than five decades on earth? Once. Dean Smith, believe it or not, before I was born for the record, Dean Smith back in 1961 was a rookie head coach for the North Carolina Tar Heels. They didn't play as many games back then, but the Tar Heels finished 8-9. and nine. That was his record for the whole season, and that ended up being the only losing season ever for the Hall of Famer Dean Smith. The Tar Heels right now are 8-9 and nine, all these years later. Of course, the season is not over yet, but how many losing records were there between Dean Smith's 8 and 9 in 1962, way before I was born. And right now, again, it's not over, but it could end up being a losing season given the Tar Heels' least gifted status and their injury problems and their schedule, of course. There is only one example between 1962 and what may occur here in 2020, 
and it was the miserable 8-20 and 20 season of the ill-fated and brief Matt Doherty era in Chapel Hill. That's the rarefied air the Tar Heels are in right now as they and others get back on the court among the matchups worth watching tonight on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. The NBA always has a celebration on MLK Day. There's actually a quadruple header of NBA televised action today, starting here in the afternoon. TNT has a triple header a little bit later. Lakers-Celtics, one of the highlights of that. NC State gets back at it tonight at UVA in an ESPN game. They are, as you know, two of my picks to make a run at an NCAA tournament bid. We all know Florida State, Louisville, and Duke are top 10 teams nationally and the top tier teams in the ACC. I believe the Wolfpack and the Cavaliers have as good a chance as anybody else from the midsection of the ACC, if you will, to end up on the right side of the bubble come Selection Sunday. They go head-to-head -head tonight. It is in Charlottesville, televised on ESPN. Shout out looking back over the weekend. If the Tar Heels were worst of the weekend, losing at Pitt again. Panthers beat them in Chapel Hill as well, remember. Shout out to State for beating Clemson, Wake over BC, Florida State over Miami, Pitt over Carolina, Syracuse went to Virginia Tech and beat the Hokies, UVA went to Georgia Tech and beat the Yellow Jackets. In most of those cases, the better team won, including on the road. Some of them were closer matchups. Florida beat number four Auburn, DePaul beat number five Butler. The upsets continue all over college basketball, including with the highly ranked teams, especially when they are on the road. More college basketball. Chris Mack in Louisville going to Duke and beating the Blue Devils on their home court deserves some best of the weekend love as well. The Canes got three of a possible four points in the NHL this weekend. A lot of you have Justin Williams return on your mind as well as their performance as a team over the weekend. Coach K appeared to take a shot. He definitely took a shot at excuse-making coaches in the post-game press conference after the Devils lost to Louisville. Many believe that he was pointing his finger specifically at the guy down the road, Roy Williams of the Tar Heels, given his least gifted comments recently. Did Kay take a veiled shot at Roy this weekend? 1-800-849-2761. That was a worst of the weekend for some. Dino Gaudio is going to represent the Louisville Cardinals on our program today. Former Wake Forest head coach, now an assistant to Chris Mack at Louisville. Coach Gaudio, also, of course, the longtime ESPN analyst, back on the bench with one of the best teams in the nation. Louisville found a point guard in David Johnson, the freshman who for long stretches outplayed the All-American candidate, Trey Jones of Duke, at the point guard position that guy has been dealing with shoulder issues and that's why maybe you hadn't seen him play until Louisville visited Duke he was the star of that show a 79-73 win over the Blue Devils in Cameron in front of the crazies on college game day as ESPN brought that to Durham what was the best thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe and what made it that we're coming to your calls now more of my thoughts on the Chiefs and the 49ers and the Louisville Cardinals and the other best of the weekend just Justin Williams and the Canes included. And speaking of the Canes, John Forslund, radio and TV play-by-play -play voice of the Carolina Hurricanes, also one of the great national and international voices of hockey for NBC Sports. John Forslund, two-time North Carolina Sportscaster of the Year, 
will drop by to talk hockey today. I was honored to share that award with John Forsland in the announcement of last week. We will be among those honored in Winston-Salem by the National Sports Media Association a little bit later this calendar year. Let's talk football. Let's talk college hoops. Let's sprinkle in some other things. Tiger Woods, Philip Rivers, Connor McGregor, Serena Williams, Derek Jeter, Justin Williams, Zion Williamson. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day and bring it on. Best and worst of the weekend style. We're coming to your calls to our east, Wilmington, Greenville, and other great places to our west, Asheville, Boone, the Triad, Greensboro, Elon, Burlington, High Point, Winston-Salem, bring it on. We're waiting for you here in the capital city of Raleigh as we welcome your calls from across the state on the NFL playoffs and other football on college hoops near and afar. A little hockey, a little golf, a little tennis, a little MMA, a little bit of a lot of things. You can be next. What was the best thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe this weekend and what made it that? What was the worst thing you saw and what made it that? More of my thoughts with yours. Next on the David Glenn Show. Background of the University of North Carolina. We got to win now. Let's don't start looking at rebuilding. Let's don't talk about how bad we are. Let's don't talk about we're not better than anybody. Let's figure out how to win. And that's what we've done. And, and the Coastal, because it's been up in the air every year, why shouldn't we have a chance? Keep it dialed in to the David Glenn Show. <laughs> I'm not a sour grapes guy. I'm a stand-up guy. Give them credit. I'm just saying the game shouldn't be played that way. It, we should have freedom of movement. They did their stuff better than we did, and they deserve to win. And that's all I'm going to – I'm not going to talk about that crap anymore, all right? Because it's going to sound – you all will make it sound like I don't want it to sound. We lost whenever I'm here and we lose. I always credit the opponent, and I never throw my own team under the bus. Ever, ever. And I'm not going to make damn excuses. I just said that they could have, they would have, be, they could have beaten us another way too. God bless them. All right. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We were there when State beat Clemson this weekend. We were there when Louisville beat Duke this weekend. We were watching along with most of you and we're celebrating best and worst of the weekend right now, including with your phone calls. Charles Hadley is in for Darren Vaught on assignment for the High Point Panthers of college basketball again today. Will is representing William Peace University, one of our great and rising star interns. It'll be the first voice you hear when you dial your best or worst of the weekend. Vote or your question or comment about 49ers over Packers, Chiefs over Titans, and the other best and worst of the weekend, college hoops included. Right there you heard from Mike Krzyzewski. Did the Duke Hall of Fame coach, five-time NCAA champion, take a veiled shot right there at UNC's Hall of Fame coach, a three-time NCAA champion in his own right, Roy Williams, with those comments, or was he just speaking more generally? For those who didn't hear Coach K in the postgame, after Louisville beat Duke 79-73, to and it's really, really hard to draw a line between when you're making excuses and when you're offering explanations, right? Some interpreted Mike Krzyzewski's words as a direct shot 
at Roy Williams of the Tar Heels. Now, only Coach K knows what was on his mind, but when he talked about he never makes excuses, he never throws his own team under the bus, a lot of people on social media thought of Roy Williams describing his own team as the least gifted he has had as a head coach in Chapel Hill. Did Coach K take a veiled shot of at Roy Williams this weekend? I'll let you in at 1-800-849-2761. I'll offer my own thoughts as well. Did you hear legendary Panthers wide receiver Steve Smith and his message from the NFL Network to current Panthers owner David Tepper? That happened this weekend as well. We'll get to your college hoops votes, your NFL playoff votes, best and worst of the weekend. You can dial us up right now at 1-800-849-2761. It boils down to this. What was the best thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe and what made it that? What was the worst thing you saw and what made it that? The 49ers and the Chiefs, Raheem Mostert, the Niners running back, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback, head coach, Andy Reid of Kansas City getting some best of the weekend love as well. You can jump in with your vote. What was the best thing you saw? What was the worst thing you saw? The Green Bay Packers down 27 to nothing at halftime got a lot of worst of votes. In the NFC Championship game, they not only didn't show up, that's in air quotes, they were the victim of one of the most creative tweets I heard this weekend or saw. You know, remember when UMBC, Maryland, Baltimore County, beat number one seed UVA in the NCAA tournament a couple years ago? First ever 16 seed over a one seed. Well, UMBC has turned social media into a work of art. And they chime in all the time on things completely unrelated to their school, completely unrelated to their basketball program. They've ridden the wave of their moment in the spotlight by being sarcastic, by being creative, etc. UMBC Athletics' official website got creative when it came time to remind their students that there was no class today at that and many other universities and even high schools, etc., because it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Here was the UMBC tweet. You can call it best of the weekend for its creativity. Maybe it's a worst of the weekend because clearly shots are fired here. UNC basketball joined the Green Bay Packers in the worst of the weekend balloting. Mike Krzyzewski was on some people's ballots because they thought that he was taking a direct shot at Roy Williams. 1-800-849-2761. Louisville and the win in Durham, best of the weekend. Chiefs, 49ers, Raheem Mostert, Patrick Mahomes, and many others. Justin Williams of the Hurricanes also getting some love today. 1-800-849-2761. John Forslund, third hour on the Canes. Dino Gaudio of Louisville, second hour on the Cardinals. Big win, beating the Blue Devils. In Cameron Indoor Stadium, 79-73 was the final score there. You can chime in on the Coach K question. You can chime in on Patrick Mahomes and the other headlines of the NFL. Why is legendary cornerback Darrell Rivas choosing now to go after legendary 49ers cornerback Richard Sherman on social media? If you saw that this weekend, it was a worst of the weekend for some. More on that in a, in a minute. Here's UMBC's post today again. They're claiming, they're just reminding their students that it's, you know, a holiday. It's MLK Junior Day. Here was their exact quote word for word to late yesterday or early today. Reminder, everyone, campus is closed Monday. No need to show up. So just do your best Green, Bo Green Bay Packers impression today. Wow. Shots 
officially fired from the former number 16 seed that famously beat number one seed UVA. They are still in the mix, even chiming in on the NFL playoffs. It was a debacle. The Packers were the only team that didn't show up this weekend among the four. Tennessee goes into the offseason with the Titans' heads held high. They lost on the road. They got out to a good start. They had a good game plan. They scared the Chiefs a little bit, not quite as much as that big lead they got early last week. But you can't possibly be mad at the Tennessee Titans just because they lost on the road to one of the best teams in the NFL. Chiefs 35, Titans 24. Patrick Mahomes, by the way, how many under 25 quarterbacks in NFL history have the number of playoff touchdown passes that Patrick Mahomes has before his 25th birthday? Answer, one. In the history of the NFL, only one young QB has done in that category what Patrick Mahomes is doing right now. Mahomes now has 11 career touchdown passes in the postseason, and he's still plenty young. Only one other guy ever has done it. More on that story in just a minute. 1-800-849-2761. That is your ticket into the program. Anyone throwing Aaron Rodgers under the bus today, along with the other Green Bay Packers who deserve it, frankly. Quick reminder, whereas we all know quarterback is the most important position on the field, that is underlined when Patrick Mahomes is the number one reason the Chiefs are moving on against the Tennessee Titans and on to Super Bowl 54. It is actually an exception to the rule that the 49ers, with a good quarterback, but not an elite quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, they only asked him to throw the ball eight times this weekend. So whereas, yes, quarterback is the most important position on the field, no, it is not the only road to the top of the mountain to follow a superstar QB there. In fact, if you know your Super Bowl history, you could find a handful of starting QBs who led their teams to Super Bowl victories, even though their career wasn't all that good at all. Maybe they were good that year, but they weren't even necessarily great that year. You know some of those names. Trent Dilfer is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. I loved Jim McMahon in a lot of ways for the old Chicago Bears, but like this year's 49ers, Again, Jimmy only had to throw the ball eight times, and they not only won, they crushed the Packers. 37-20 to 20 didn't even fully explain the way that game unfolded. It was 27 to nothing at the half. Jim McMahon was a caretaker to a degree, an occasional playmaker, but he was on a team that could run the ball famously, the mid-1980s monsters of the midway Chicago Bears, right? The Super Bowl shuffle, all those charismatic players, their defense was one of the best in NFL history. They could run the ball. Sound familiar? The 49ers play elite defense, ran the ball with Raheem Mostert this weekend all over the Packers, and the rest was gravy. Jimmy Garoppolo was like a don't-make-a-mistake caretaker. We saw Peyton Manning beat the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl back in 2015 as more of a caretaker than the superstar he was for much of his career. So it can be done either way. The quick note on Aaron Rodgers, and then we'll come to your calls. In Aaron Rodgers, now eight playoff losses for the Green Bay Packers as their star quarterback. You ready for these numbers? Five times... The Packers' defense in those eight losses. This is where sometimes quarterbacks get too much credit, not Mahomes. Sometimes quarterbacks get too much blame. In this case, maybe Aaron Rodgers. Listen to these numbers. In five of the eight playoff losses, 
for the Packers with Rodgers leading the way. The defense yielded an average of 40 points per game. You're going to need an elite quarterback at his best and a little bit more help from your defense if you're going to overcome those kinds of numbers. Five of the eight losses by the Packers in the playoffs, their defense yielded an average of 40 points per game. The other three times, Aaron Rodgers actually led the game-tying drive and then never got the ball back because the opponent scored on his Packers defense again. Now, I'm not here to – I don't have a – Dog in that hunt, as the old saying goes. I'm not a Packers guy. I, I admire and respect and enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers. Just remember, be careful about casting too much blame on the losing quarterback. Be careful sometimes about giving too much credit to the winning quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is a classic example of the quarterback who is the number one reason his team is moving on to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers absolutely positively was not the – even central to why the Packers lost this weekend to the 49ers. That was all about Green Bay couldn't slow down the run, much less stop the run. Raheem Mostert, a guy most of you didn't even know existed at the beginning of this season, maybe even midway through, ran for 220 yards on 29 carries, four touchdowns for the former Purdue Boilermakers star who almost went to Wake Forest coming out of high school in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. You can be next. What was the best thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe and what made it that? What was the worst thing you saw and what made it that? Justin Williams and the Canes, Chris Mack, Louisville. Freshman point guard David Johnson and the rest of the Cardinals getting some love. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs. And, of course, Raheem Mostert, Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman, Kaywan Williams, the other corner for the San Francisco 49ers. That great defense is leading San Fran to South Florida for this week's or this year's Super Bowl. And it was the quarterback-led Andy Reid machine with Patrick Mahomes pushing the buttons, Chiefs 35, Titans 24, 49ers 37, Packers 20. KC is a slight favorite if you're looking for the early Vegas line with that game's, that game still 13 days away. Steve is in Apex and wants to get the best and worst of the weekend. Phone calls rolling. Steve, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, Steve, what's going on? Steve, are you with us? Steve going once, Steve going twice. We will get to – go ahead, man. Go, go right ahead. Hey. Yeah, go ahead. You're on hey. the air, bud. Okay, listen, Dave, uh, right now I kind of got the Super Bowl I wanted. I didn't think it would materialize, but it seemed like it did. I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, I just – Mahomes, as great as he is, I've noticed one thing about San Francisco. I look at the offense, and it looks pretty good on the running side. The defense is like something I've never seen, like, like out of the twilight zone. they relentless. I wonder how that's going to match up with the tight, quick release that Mahomes. I, I, I'm going with San Francisco, I think, I think, but I'm not going to wager anything. No, I hear you. For sure. I think it's must-see TV is the bottom line. I mean, it's the brilliance of Andy Reid, the Chiefs head coach, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, Patrick Mahomes, the star young quarterback, 23 for 35 against the Titans, almost 300 yards passing, three passing touchdowns, zero interceptions, and he was even the Chiefs' leading rusher yesterday it was eight carries 53 yards there are not many quarterbacks that could have made that 27 yard touchdown run that Patrick Mahomes made and those who are good enough to run it that way 
are usually not 300-yard passers, right? It's either one or the other. If you're athletic enough to 27 yards against an NFL defense from the quarterback position, man, you better have some speed, some athleticism, some wiggle to you. Pocket passers are not making 27-yard touchdown runs the overwhelming majority of the time. Even if you're elite at one, you're usually not an elite passer as well. Patrick Mahomes, of course, is more passer than runner. He's not a Lamar Jackson type, but he was both as the Chiefs beat the Titans. He has targets, too. I mean, as much as I love the 49ers defense, and I agree with Steve, this is a harder game to pick, and we have plenty of time to sort of figure out which way we're going to go as the 15-3 49ers will represent the NFC and the 14-4 Chiefs will represent the AFC. Obviously, those records tell you how hard they have been to beat. You have 49ers defense that has been putting up, in some cases, record numbers on that side of the ball. And yet you have not only Mahomes to deal with, Damian Williams out of the backfield was McCaffrey-like, right? Some running yards, some receiving yards, about 100 yards total, including a touchdown. Travis Kelsey is probably, you know, well, actually, we might have the two best tight ends in the NFL in the Super Bowl. It's George Kittle of the Niners, and it's Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs. With Gronk retired, maybe they're 1A and 1B. I'm not into the argument. Whichever order you want to put them in, they're two of the best. The Chiefs beat the Titans convincingly with Travis Kelsey being mostly quiet. Clearly, Tennessee's game plan was, we kind of think Mahomes' favorite guy is Kelsey, so let's just make him try to beat us the hard way. As the coaches often say, make him try to beat us left-handed. Okay, we'll go to Damian Williams as a runner and a receiver. We're going to hit Sammy Watkins, one of the wide receivers, seven times for 114 yards and a touchdown. And we're going to hit maybe the fastest player in the NFL, at worst one of them, Tyreek Hill. We're going to hit him five times for 67 yards and two touchdowns. So you're going to take away Kelsey today? All right, I'm going to hit... Two wideouts for three total touchdowns. I'm going to hit my running back for another touchdown. And you, Niners, if you try to take away somebody else, you take away Tyreek Hill, I'm just going to turn Kelsey loose on you again. That's how hard it is to defend the Chiefs, but look how hard it is to exploit the 49ers' defense. No matter what lo- which portion of Robert Sala's defense you're looking at, Coaches often talk in terms of seeking the weak link in a defense. You know, not all 11 players out there can be Hall of Famers or all pros, right? So what's the weak link? Or they'll say, who's our best matchup? Well, one corner, Richard Sherman, is playing at an elite level. The other corner, Kwan Williams, who was at Pitt at the college level, is playing at a really high level, had a great game against the Packers. You've got Nick Bosa and friends in the front four. You have several linebackers. It's probably not their strength. Closest thing to a weak link, but you can't even use that phrase. The Niners' linebackers are good, and their secondary and their line are great. So it is strength versus strength, man. It is rock versus hard place when the Kansas City Chiefs have the ball come Super Bowl 54. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Why is legendary cornerback Darrell Rivas choosing now to go after legendary 49ers cornerback Richard Sherman on social media? You can chime in on that one. How many under-25 quarterbacks in NFL history – 
have done what Patrick Mahomes is doing right now? The answer is only one. I will give you that name on the other side as we come to more of your best and worst of the weekend phone calls. Some of you have the NFL on your mind, others the NBA. Justin Williams and the Carolina Hurricanes are well represented. Louisville, Chris Mack, David Johnson, and other college basketball. You can be next. What was the best thing you saw? What was the worst thing you saw? And what made it that? I'll give you that NFL trivia answer. And was Mike Krzyzewski taking a veiled shot at his fellow Hall of Famer, Roy Williams of UNC? They didn't play each other this weekend. Those two matchups at the Smith Center and Cameron are later this season. But some saw Coach K's words about not being a sour grapes guy, about not throwing his own team under the bus as a shot at the guy eight miles down the road. I'll tell you, we played some of the audio for you. I'll tell you more of my thoughts on that matchup, if you will. 1-800-849-2761. Tiger Woods, Philip Rivers, Connor McGregor, Serena Williams, Justin Williams, Derek Jeter, Zion Williamson. They're all in the headlines as we come back to your calls. Dino Gaudio of Louisville, live in 25 minutes to talk about the Cardinals surging in the polls and their win at a very difficult place to win, Cameron Indoor Stadium. It was Louisville 79, Blue Devils 73 on Saturday. John Forslund will stop by at the top of our number three. The Carolina Hurricanes got three out of a possible four points this weekend, and Justin Williams made a fantastic return, number 14, with the shootout winner in the eighth round as the Canes beat the Islanders yesterday at PNC Arena. Lot, lots to discuss, football, college hoops, and even more. You can be next with your question or comment. You can be next with your best or worst of the weekend vote, 1-800-849-2761. Those guests are later. It's more of your calls next. Mike Lupica, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Sports used to be called the toy department, and I said, look at the political scene, and, and, and tell me that's any more real or, or more serious than what we see when people say, oh, stick to sports. Who passed that law? You're listening to the David Glenn Show. I've been on seven different teams. I actually still have the cut dates, and I look at that before every game. When I got cut, I've been on seven different teams, and the journey has been crazy. Not, not everybody can deal with that type of stress and pain and agony that I went through. I kept the faith in not only myself, but whoever gave me the opportunity, and this organization has done a great job with that. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Best and Worst of the Weekend. That was the guy who got a lot of Best of the Weekend votes. Obviously, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes got a lot. KC coach Andy Reid got a lot. The 49ers so thoroughly trounced the Packers. It was 37-20 to 20 in the end. We're taking your calls on college hoops as well. Mike Krzyzewski, among the worst of the weekend for some, best of the weekend for others. He is not a sour grapes guy. He does not throw his own team under the bus. But he took a veiled shot at... Well, a clear shot at any coaches who do such things. Many saw it as a veiled shot at UNC's coach, Roy Williams, who you recently called his own team the least gifted he has had in Chapel Hill. 1-800-849-2761. That voice was 27-year-old Niners running back Raheem Mostert. He is one of the leading vote-getters, and deservedly so, for best of the weekend. As Will continues to take your calls, and we do have lines open, 1-800-849-2761. Justin Williams and the Hurricane, the Hurricanes, the Chiefs, the 49ers, Chris Mack, Louisville, and the Louisville Cardinals with 
their win over Duke in Cameron, also getting the most votes so far for best of the weekend. The Green Bay Packers, UNC basketball, and others getting worst of the weekend votes. You can be next with your question, comment, or ballot, 1-800-849-2761. That voice was Niners running back Raheem Mostert. He had 29 carries. He had 220 rushing yards. He had four touchdowns in the game against the Green Bay Packers that you could have tuned out at halftime if you wanted with San Fran up 27 to nothing. Again, the Packers and the basketball Tar Heels, worst of the weekend. The Niners, the Chiefs, Louisville Cardinals, and the Carolina Hurricanes among the best of the weekend. Mostert was referring there to the fact that he has kept the exact cut dates of the six other teams in the NFL that released him. The Eagles, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Browns, the Jets, and the Bears. Even the San Francisco 49ers. And you can give credit to San Francisco. You can look at this through their prism as the team that waited on but also developed Raheem Mostert, who is going to be front and center again at the Super Bowl as the 49ers' main ball carrier. Remember, his sidekick got hurt in that win against the Packers, so maybe even more of a spotlight on Raheem Mostert. He looks at the cut dates before he goes out for every game as motivation, as a reminder of where he's come from, as a reminder of where he wants to go. Even with the 49ers, as we come back to your calls, this is his fourth year. Do you know how many carries he had for the 49ers prior to this season? Zero. Do you know how many carries he had in the NFL? He's 27 years old. How many rushing carries did he have? He has been a special teams player and a really good return man at times. But how many rushes from the running back position, how many carries had he had in his many years through seven different franchises before this year? Zero. And I don't mean 2020. I mean this season. So now he's the guy who carries for 200-plus yards, the guy who even at the high school level, you know what he did his first three years? Very little that got colleges to take notice. Do you know what he did as a senior? He exploded as a wide receiver. He exploded as a return man. He got scholarship offers, including from Wake Forest here in our backyard. I mentioned Jim Grobe tried to get him to play for the Demon Deacons out of New Smyrna Beach High School in Florida. Coaches, remember, recruit Florida. Recruit Florida. Recruit Florida. I don't care if you're in our state. Purdue is located in Indiana, for crying out loud. The Purdue Boilermakers found this guy as a blossoming high school senior, signed him, and his story continued there. You know what he did his first three years with Purdue? He was not an NFL prospect yet. He returned kicks. Wanted to be a running back, returned kicks for three years, much like his high school story. Senior year at Purdue. They give him a shot as the starting running back. He blossoms again. Same thing with the high school story. He plays so well, he becomes that NFL prospect. He does end up bouncing among seven different teams from New Smyrna Beach High to the Purdue Boilermakers in Big Ten country. That's a long way from home to eventually the San Francisco 49ers. His high school coaches didn't see enough in him until his senior year when he exploded. His college coaches loved him as a return man, didn't see enough in him to trust him as a number one running back until his senior year, and he blossomed. Sound familiar? This is his fourth year with the San Francisco 49ers. 
prior till now, he was on the practice squad. He was on the injured list. He was a special teams dude. And in year four, sound familiar? High school, college, and now NFL. Raheem Mostert finally got his chance, and now he was one of the stars of the NFC Championship game. An unbelievable story, 29 carries, 220 yards, four touchdowns for Mostert against the Packers. Joey is in Thomasville, and next on the David Glenn Show, welcome to Best and Worst of the Weekend. Hey, uh, uh, D.G., great show. I always love it. I appreciate you taking my call. Thank you very much. Yeah, as a uh, lifelong Carolina fan, but one that still has a tremendous amount of respect for Coach K. I really take issue with his comments and all that. I've always looked at Coach K as being a pretty classy guy, and I just don't understand why he would feel the need to take shots at other coaches. Uh, it certainly sounds like it was Roy, uh, but yeah, he did, he did not use Roy Williams by name, but he did right. say. I don't throw my team under the bus, and a whole lot of people interpreted that as a shot at Roy Williams. You'd probably agree with me, Joey, it sounds like. When you stick, when I heard Roy Williams say what he said, I viewed it as a factual statement, right? So after Duke loses to Louisville, I did not think Coach K was whining when he said, you know what, Louisville, like Clemson, those are back-to-back losses for the Blue Devils, they have more age than we have at Duke right now. They have more experience than, they, than we have at Duke right now. I didn't view that as a criticism of his own team when Kay said that. I didn't view that as an excuse. I didn't, see, I didn't see it as whining. I viewed it as a factual statement. Of course, Clemson and Louisville both have more age and experience. Kay is often using a lot of freshmen, especially in the starting lineup. So I viewed... K's comments as factual, just like I viewed Roy's comments as factual. I've seen every Carolina team for decades. That's the least gifted team I have seen in 33 years covering Carolina basketball. So is it throwing your team under the bus, or is it making a factual statement about their talent level compared to your other team? Should you never say anything about your own player's talent level? Coach K was only saying something about his own team's age and experience level. How different are they? It's a really fine line to draw because we all know Coach K and Roy Williams at times have said so-and-so didn't have his best night tonight. So how much different is my least gifted team from those kinds of criticisms. And Kay talked about the officiating a little bit. I understood where he was coming from. He didn't want the media. He's been around a long time. He knew if he made reference to the lack of freedom of movement, he was going to hear, A, whining about the officials. He was going to hear, B, nobody's clutched and grabbed any more than Duke basketball under Coach K for the last 40 years. I mean, they're, they're all about making it hard for you to have freedom of movement offensively. At the same time, Kay is right. The officials did not allow the freedom of movement that they are being coached to allow. There were not as many whistles. I think Kay made a reference to, like, 1990s Detroit Pistons games because it was so physical out there. He's right, but yet he knows even if he states things factually, he's going to get criticism. That's why it seemed a little weird to me that when Roy Williams said something that I think is also factual, that maybe – only Kay knows whom he was referring to. Maybe that was a shot toward the guy eight miles away. We're back after this on the David Glenn Show. He's the UVA head basketball coach, Tony Bennett. You always 
believed in us, I guess you were the wind beneath our wings. There you go. How's that? <laughs> Do we but, have uh, background music? That's for right. That's Bette Midler. There we go. You are the wind beneath my wings. Keep it right here on the David Glenn Show. The best of the weekend included Louisville and the Carolina Hurricanes. That means John Forsland joins us later, and that means former Wake Forest coach now with the Louisville Cardinals, Dino Gaudio, joins us next on the David Glenn Show. I made a reference to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and his GOAT status. And I kid you not, I got angry emails. If I really wanted to insult somebody, I would include some kind of sentence about being in the bleeping prairie chewing on grass. This is The David Glenn Show.